been more than 20 years since we were all in high school. We grew up together and shared a lot of great times. We were in the same class, on the same team, some of us even fell in love. However, we've all lived more years since high school than we had up until graduation. You've met a lot of cool people and done a lot of cool things. So we want to catch up. We want to have a conversation and hear your stories. Decades later. Welcome to Decades Later. I'm Jay Prophet. And I'm Teresa Perkis. And today we have Kelly Williams Glass. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, guys. Long time hey. to see. I know. Absolutely. It's been a hot minute. So, um, it is, it's, you know, always fun to, to get reconnected with, um, with people that we knew in high school or, or before and see what people are doing now. But I must say, I have, your interview is, is different than most. Um, I have, we've interviewed people on both sides of the country, all over the place, but I've never interviewed anybody on a boat before. So, um, can you give us just a brief of like where you are now? You're, you're on a boat right this minute, correct? Yes. We are sitting in Grand Pass Harbor in St. Martin on the French side. On the French side. I, I learned a little bit about St. Martin the other night. I was looking, looking it up and I got confused because there's the island and then it's kind of split into two, maybe not countries, but like two halves and one side is like, or I don't know, own part of the Netherlands, one side of it is French. Um, so I got my, I got a little primer on, on St. Martin. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cool. Like you go to the ATM, you get Euro on the mm-hmm. French side, you go to the ATM on the Dutch side, you get dollars and there's no real border. It's kind of like Europe where suddenly like you'll see flags for the Netherlands or for France. It's kind of interesting. Really so out of out of the ATMs, you get different money, but do they like do they take both pretty much yes. everywhere all over the island? Yeah. Okay, they do. It's really <laughs> it's really odd, and I was so surprised that we took I took the kids to a playground to ride scooters and skateboards, and there were kids there who spoke zero English and only French, and my kids were mm-hmm. so confused. And here I am thinking of I haven't spoken French since. Terry, French class with you. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you took French in high school, right? Yes. I'm like, oh, crash course. I really need to remember this stuff. It's so long. Mm -hmm. So it's, anyway, but it's been fun. It's a really different lifestyle right now. Yeah. Um, So have you been to St. Martin before? No, we've never been. Okay. Um, We spent... We were living in Washington, D.C. During the, during the pandemic and the shutdowns, and you couldn't really go outside. The kids weren't allowed to go to a playground. It was just getting mm. to be a lot. So we moved to St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands. We moved there in October. Oh, and, oh okay. Um, had been living there before we got on the boat. And then we went to Puerto Rico. We went to the British Virgin Islands. Now we're here in St. Martin and hoping to go to St. Bart's next week. Cool. Yeah. So do you have to like make a plan to go to another island, like arrange in advance, or can you just show up and be like, hey guys, you got a parking spot? So before COVID, exactly, you just show up. But now it's 
clear, like you get help clearing in, you have to have COVID tests. My kids have had more COVID tests than I care to even think about the poor things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, normally it's really easy with COVID. It's really complicated. Um, we'd plan to travel the whole Caribbean, but the majority of the islands currently are closed. So it makes it harder. Interesting. Yeah. Closed to visitors, um, which my, Sean and I are vaccinated. So we were hoping that would help, but, um, being that the kids aren't, it, it doesn't help as much as we'd hoped. Oh yeah. And yeah. like, I mean, you've already mentioned like a few different countries, is it hard to just know like the regulations for each island or country and yes. like what you need to do? And yeah. Oh my gosh. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been crazy. I mean, we showed up in St. Martin, they informed us it was carnival. So everything was closed and we wouldn't be able uh. to clear in and we'd have to sit on the boat. And we finally found, um, they call them clearing agents. They're just pretty much you pay them and they do their, they, they clear you in because we also have our dog on the boat mm-hmm. and our cat so the dog wants to get off the boat um so uh we made it work and cleared in a day or two later and yeah it's been a it's been interesting all of this i have to say hmm. yeah wow. now my wheels are turning about what do you do with a dog and a cat on a boat the cat, thank goodness, has a litter box. Um, yeah, the dog, yeah. we trained him. We got actually, he's a COVID puppy, although we didn't plan it that way. Um, we trained him from the beginning with no intention of being on a boat, but we trained him to pee on a fake grass pad. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I thought pee pee pads were kind of gross. So we would mm-hmm. just use this and take it outside and pressure wash it. Anyway, so. It works the same way. He can go on that if he needs to, although land is preferable. Yeah. He likes to snorkel with us. I mean, he jumps in. He follows us when we go snorkeling. Oh, yeah? He swims along. He rides the paddleboard. It's pretty cool. So how old is he now? He is one year. Okay. And what kind of dog? He is a Labradoodle. Oh, nice. So he loves the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no, but yeah, mostly yes. Um, he tends to panic when he falls because he's fallen in quite a few times. Um, he gets too excited and falls off the back of the boat. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, it's gone pretty well. Yeah. Well, we have gotten you know a, a pretty good snapshot at the last you know couple of months um, on on the boat and, and in the water. But tell us, yeah. um, you know, what other than being in the boat since, or, or, you know, moving to the Virgin Islands. What, what do you do these days? What are you up to before all Um, this? Maybe (laughs) before, um, I think I spent all of my time shuttling our kids back and forth to different activities and to school and volunteering at the kids schools. And I was president of our local park. We live in Washington, DC within the city Mm -hmm. in Georgetown. So um, I was president of our local park association. So park beautification, different activities that went on in the park, you know, raise money like bouncy castles and barbecue and that kind of stuff. Um, then, yeah, I, I managed um, some Airbnb rentals mm-hmm. and okay. that's kept going. We're able to, I'm able to do that from here. Um, cool. Yeah. 
mom, wife. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, there's plenty. Yeah, I'm, uh, I always feel bad asking what people are doing because I don't, I don't mean for people to have to, you know, rationalize it or, or make it. Because you know, <laughs> I, I know it's plenty. Hey, I feel lucky. I mean, I, I was able to stay home with my kids, so mm-hmm. it's sometimes harder than when I was working. But yeah. I feel really yeah. lucky that I could be with them and see all the school plays and, you know pick them up when they lost a tooth at school and wanted to make sure they didn't lose it. And, mm-hmm. you know, all those fun things. Let's, we talked about now, let's go back to high school and, and think about some of the things that, um, some of the things that you did or some of the things that people may uh, remember you from or, or, or recognize you from, from doing when you were there. I was seriously racking my brain earlier about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did some, I did some theater. Um, mm-hmm. I did props back then. Mm-hmm. I, even, I, I couldn't remember what the names of any of the plays are that I worked on now, <laughs> which is really sad. Um, I, let's see, what else? Um, French Club, NHS. And senior year, I somehow ended up being editor-in-chief of the yearbook. And I'm not to this day entirely sure how that happened. I had no background in yearbook. I'd never done it before. It was just one of those senior year things you sign up for because you need that extra mm-hmm. class. And yeah. anyway, so I guess those were the things that I kind of came up with. And then I was trying to remember how I first met you guys. Right. Uh-huh. So Kelly, I'm trying to remember. So you lived in my neighborhood. But I feel like I don't remember when you moved into my neighborhood. I think it was later, but I don't know exactly when. Do you, can you fill that in for me? I don't remember when I, we moved in there. I think it was when I started at Heritage. Okay. I was um, going to, like, I don't remember you from elementary school. And I don't even know, like, where you moved from. So I don't know if you just well, like, I, moved so across the way town I even Lynchburg. met. <laughs> so I knew you because I did gymnastics for years with your sister, Lori. Right. Right. So that's initially how I knew you, but I don't remember when I met you, Jay, like sometime during, I remember sitting next to you in American history. Yes. <laughs> that's I remember what it I... was that class. And then yep. I don't remember. I remember that you were in French class, but I don't remember if we were in the same class together for any of those. Um, but I do remember that history class and it was just like, it was, you know, we, we were there together and we, you know, we, you talked to who's beside you and, and we, and yeah. we struck it up and, and there totally. was, you know, no big kaboom or anything, just, you know, friends from sitting beside mm-hmm. each other. But exactly. so what year was that? Do you remember what year? That would have been senior year. I think it would have been 11th grade. Okay. Yeah. Some, I couldn't remember. I was trying, I was talking to my husband. I'm like, geez, how does, how do I not remember these things? Oh my gosh. So much is fuzzy for me. Like so much. Yeah. And I yeah. Think there's oh, plenty of times where you meet somebody just by happenstance. And like I said, there was nothing, yeah. you know, it wasn't a, a big event or anything. You just met them and it stuck. And, I, and that's what, you know, Kelly, I remember, I remember, I remember you from before then, but I never, like, I think that's when we really got to know each other and were, you know, yeah. and we're friends from that, from that point 
on for I for was so shy. I don't think I I don't remember talking that much to anybody in high school. I do well, remember I was... you were you were quiet and I will I will talk to anybody. And so I probably was <laughs> just wanting to talk to somebody and and you were there, so I'm I may have I may have like broken you down until you had to talk back. Well, I uh, I was looking through the yearbook a couple of days ago, and you actually got the superlatives in your year for yes. most quiet or quietest, whatever they said. Wow, well, um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> about that. Yeah, you had to go take that picture. Yes, I don't. I don't remember who. It, have I'm, my, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look and see who it was that you were with. She probably doesn't have her yearbook on the boat there, so. Yeah, I was yeah, guessing. No. I was. I got the chance to look back at my yearbook a couple of days ago, but I have a feeling <laughs> you don't have it on the boat. It's not an essential no. item. That was. I remember arranging all of those when we were tallying up all the winning stuff. Oh yeah, because you had to put them in the book. Mm-hmm. We did. Josh Draylock. Oh, oh yeah. I remember Josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I guess I should hold it up for everybody at home to see. Us for us, but look, yeah, look into your else. phones and see if you can see this picture. <laughs> oh, he there looks thrilled are. to be in that picture. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Josh was also somebody I remember not meet, not um, becoming friends with until until much later on, um, and I don't remember where he moved from or anything, but. He was, I think he, he played some tennis. I don't know if he was on the tennis team, mm. but played some tennis, and I got to know him that way. And he and Jason Carey and I were, were friends, you know, the last couple of years of high school. Um, I remember, you know, going to putt-putt and doing some things. And, and, and of course, that he, you know, won the superlative for quietest, and it was well-earned. He was not a, a loud, talkative person. He was just kind of one of those guys who would sit there and, and chuckle, laugh every now and then. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't. Kelly, the, the one thing that I, not the one thing, the biggest thing that I remember, um, and it's not specifically about you as a person, but I am a car person. I like cars. And I remember that you had a, um, a license plate that said T-Bird on it. And, but it was on like a Ford Bronco too. It was like, it was, it was, I always remember it was like a, a, a license plate that didn't match the car, but it stood out to me. And I always wanted like, first off, to, to get the license plate that said T-Bird, that must have been something. Like that's, you know, you only get one of each okay. of each combination in a state. And, and you had the one that said T-Bird, but it was oh, not so on that the T-Bird. Okay, so that was my dad. So yeah. my dad had, actually he still has it, a 1957 Ford T-Bird. Right. And at the time, because it was needing work, he wanted to keep the plate, but it had to be on a car. Mm-hmm. So it ended up on my car. So that's that's the story with, with that one. He kept it for years. Even after, I guess, that car eventually, he put antique plates on it. But he still has right. that car. Mm-hmm. And I still think about that. And I was so embarrassed to be driving around with that. Because I would get that question all the time. Like, no, it was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> At least I ended up with, like, that Bronco that I had because initially my parents wanted to give me my great aunt's car after Uh she had passed away. And it was this giant, like baby blue Ford Granada. I don't know. It was really 
it was really big and it was really <laughs> loud and it had a big V8 engine. And I remember my dad driving me through the parking lot at school and I was like hovering in the floorboards of the car, praying no one I knew saw me. <laughs> so that's when he decided maybe that wasn't the best one. So we sold, I think mm. he sold it and we worked out getting the, the Bronco. That is Ford. priceless. I really, really wish <laughs> you had driven the Ford Granada because that thing is, you're right, it's, it's, it's impressive. Um, it was gigantic and bright, like baby blue. Come on, who was like sixteen year old wants to be driving? Like, and I was tiny. Like, I even lied on my driver's license and said it was five foot two at the time. So, anyway, oh gosh, that's... talking to you guys is making you remember that stuff now. Yeah. Well, that's what happens is Mm -hmm. like you start having these conversations and somebody has like a little like another piece of the memory and then it like it just brings back back a flood for you. So just enough to get some some uh, memory juices going. Yeah. So in your um, little bio blurb, I don't know what it's called a bio, the things you list beneath your name that you were part of when you were in, in the yearbook. A couple of things you listed was at, or one of the things was athletic training. And did you do, were you an athletic trainer? Did you, did you work in the athletic train office or? No, I don't even know. How, I wonder if that was a misprint. I don't even, I think I did that club, but like they put me in it by accident oh. one year. So maybe it was a club and I just misread it as like athletic, like, cause I remember there were athletic trainers that. Yeah. Like for, for athletes would tape your ankles or, or, you know, whatever, when you were going to practice. Um, I didn't remember that about you, but that doesn't mean you didn't do it. Uh, so it could have no, been. No, I got or... put in a club. Oh, once. okay. So it was like when I club. was, yeah, when I was a freshman, but I still don't know why that was in the yearbook. But anyway, they, I, I was the youngest person in there. It was only for seniors. So yeah, look at my schedule, you know, this little 14 year old at first year at Heritage. I knew nobody. No, I, I was just the youngest one in there. And why am I in this? Why was this on my schedule? And I, I don't know. I don't, I went in eventually, I guess, Kind's counselor's office or someone. And they moved me to wherever I was supposed to be at the time. Hmm. I don't remember what it was, but I was sitting there with all these seniors and being really quiet then probably really quiet <laughs> sitting off to the side exactly <laughs> not saying a word yeah um yeah I, so you mentioned oh sorry i was Jane, gonna say i think saying. we need like clubs is an ongoing enigma for this podcast <laughs> like why people are in which clubs how you got there what you know when we did them yeah. it's an it's a it's an ongoing mystery as to what what you know what even surf purpose they served sometimes I, so. i've said it before and i'm gonna say it again i i think we need a teacher's perspective on this as That's to like what what the whole idea was and how they worked and how they happened because there's I mean, a bunch French of us Club, all we did was make crepes with ice cream <laughs> Like, that's what I remember. And that about sounds French amazing <laughs> i mean it was great i can't they were really good but i don't remember doing anything like all that useful other than making the crepes and making a giant mess in the classroom. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember um, making crepes somewhere. Maybe it was, I don't remember being a French club, but I could have been maybe for a year or something. Mm-hmm. I do remember making crepes and like 
going home and like, hey, mom, I want to make crepes. And she was like, making what? And like trying to figure out to get the stuff to make. I do I remember making crepes. Now that you now that you say that, that's that is a, a memory yeah. that I have from somewhere. Yeah. I don't think I ever had them outside of school during high school. Just in French club. Yeah. With Mrs. Campbell or Aldridge. Yes. Yeah. So Kelly, when, so how many years of French did you take? I think I took it all four years of high school. I don't think I went, I took it my senior, I don't think I took it my senior year. But a couple years, at least two. Yeah, I did. I remember. I had, yes, it was definitely three. I think I took it freshman year through my junior year. What was the minimum that we, that we had to have? You had to take three years of one language or two years of two languages. Oh, okay. And I, of course, was trying to do the bare minimum. So I figured out three years of French and I was done. (laughs) Um, And that was including eighth grade. So I only did eighth grade and, you know, ninth and 10th grade. And I was, I was done with French. I also did a lot of music class, like classroom music or classes. And so I couldn't, there were only so many extra things I could fit in my schedule. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, I, you know, I don't know if I decided by that point I was going to college to be a music major, but I kind of had an idea that that's what I was, that's the direction I was going. I was like, Hey, let me sit through another French class or do a music class. It wasn't, it wasn't a hard choice. See Kelly, if you would have gone like one year further, you would have been okay on that playground the other day. I mean, seriously, (laughs) I was, I, I, I had to come back. I'm using Google translate, trying to figure out what I just couldn't remember. I mean, there's, I just, I can't remember certain words. Like what was the word for boat? Well, it just, it's coming back to me now that we've been here for a couple of weeks, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember taking the exams and we had to actually have a conversation in French with Mrs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit different though. I mean, you know, yeah. the teachers are very kind when they're having a conversation with you. Very slow. And, I was yeah, going to say, they're very super slow. slow. And yeah, they super have a slow. very American accent to their French. Right, right. Um, at least yes. our teachers did. And they've been in class yeah. with you for a year or right. six months or whatever. So they, they kind of know what you're trying to say. They wanted to, to make sure they... we did okay on that AP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You weren't too embarrassed by what happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kelly, you mentioned before, we, I feel like mainly what I knew you from was outside of school, which was gymnastics with my sister. Yes. When did, yeah. do you remember like when you started doing that with Lori? Was it high school or no? before no. that? We oh were, yeah. Yeah. Cause I have memories we of were you little. At, at Smith Mountain Lake. Like we were when young, I was like 10 maybe. maybe. Yes, I would say I, so I was really good. My best friend was um, Jackie, Bord- I guess, Jackie Bordeaux Labor. Mm-hmm. So Jackie was my like best friend all through high school. And um, she, I met her in gymnastics when we were four or five. Oh, okay. And Gosh, that early. Lori, yeah, Lori, not long after that. I think we all started or were on the team way back, mm-hmm. way back then. We were little. And yeah, I remember going to your house and you had your cocktails. Yeah. And they would like <laughs> walk all over the living room. And 
Yeah, my parents and didn't we- let us have like dogs or cats when we were growing up, but we had like a million other animals. We had turtles and we had fish and we had cockatiels and we had hermit crabs and like every other thing that you could think of. But we had, yeah, birds for a while. Yes, you had those two birds in the living room. And I remember for years, I was obsessed with this board game that you guys had and my mom could never find it. And I've even looked back when I was telling my kids about this board game, this is so much fun. It's called Hotels. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. Hotels? <laughs> yep. I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't know. We just used to play it all the time at their yeah. house. Yeah. It was it's like Monopoly where you had to like buy properties and then build your hotels. But I want to say it was like not nearly as boring and financial as Monopoly. It was like no, it Monopoly wasn't. light. Like it didn't take you 10 hours to complete a game. And then no. it was 3D. Like there was all like the hotels weren't these just like little s- silly little They're like big plastic buildings. hotels. Yeah, they were big buildings that had like different shapes. And um, and the properties were like in Waikiki. And yeah. I don't know. I can't even Saint remember. Saint Martin. I don't, I don't re- <laughs> yeah. I don't remember either, but. Jackie and I, year, like sometime later, tried to remake this board game <laughs> with like we got a piece of wood and we painted it and we made all the, I don't know whatever happened to that, but we tried funny. desperately. Yeah, so. I am like, I'm 90% sure that board game is still at my house. Like my parents hold on to like everything (laughs) and i'm sure it's still in the closet that was like Lori's bedroom closet it's probably still there (laughs) well you can get them used on ebay for about 250 dollars right now (laughs) i don't wow it's hilarious i don't so you like it was not a game it was not like a widespread game obviously like you've looked for it and you haven't found it so i wonder yeah i wonder what the story is behind hotels yeah. it's it, it, i thought i thought for sure it was like a a knockoff like education brand oh. copy of of one of those things but no i mean it's a straight up milton bradley game you know oh it's yeah. milton bradley mm-hmm. wow hmm. I'm gonna have to i was gonna say i was gonna ask like what year yeah 86 and 87 are the ones i see okay and they call it a 3d board game mm-hmm yeah because the and hotels are all 3D. over all over eBay, the cheapest I can find is well, no, the cheapest I can find is forty nine dollars, but it's it looks like it's missing something. They're like a hundred dollars, one hundred fifteen, two hundred, two hundred eighty. Oh my gosh! I don't know what this. What about this game is so cool? But I'm going to Mama Hill's house and I'm getting on eBay. Right. Get on there. <laughs> I'm making yeah. some money. Ma- make you a make you a quick buck on that Joker. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly, we're not playing this game. We're selling it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So funny that you bring it up because like the minute you started talking about it, I knew exactly which game you were talking about. It was fun. That was a really fun game. It was. And we used to play it every time we went to your house. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it was rare and they were the only ones in Lynchburg that had one. Yeah. Maybe. It must be. Yep. Because I begged my parents to find this game and (laughs) (laughs) they never did find it. Yeah, pretty cool. There's a Taj Mahal in this game. Oh, yeah, Taj Mahal. Yeah, all the properties were like all different countries, like all over. And they were all really cool looking. And 
I don't know. Do you remember what you did? You just like Monopoly. You like bought the property and then you built the hotels on it. And then and you had to put the entrances. And if you Mm. landed, that was it. And then if you landed on the entrance, it could be like really expensive. But I don't remember how you. Oh, right. You had to pay. Is there like that? I'm not a good Monopoly person. Is there that like you have to pay tax if you land on a property or something? It's the same. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With hotels, you're like paying for your hotel stay if you land on the entrance of the property. It's really life applicable more than Monopoly. I was about to. That's funny you say that because I'm saying the board actually looks like the game Life. Oh, yeah. You remember the the board game Life where you had like Mm -hmm. a little zigzaggy pattern? That's what the board looks like because there's like a little path around. But yeah, I don't know. Now I want to play this game, but. Next Luckily, time I I'm come a lot to closer to Mama Hill's house than you are. Maybe I'll roll <laughs> yeah. over there and find it. Yeah, you could go get it. Like, go knock on the door. She'll go find it for you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. I mean, I love, like, long lost board games or things that people did or, or just something that you, that you had thought you had had uh, not forgotten, but had kind of like goes out of your mind and then, then you think about it and get all excited again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up, Kelly. Good times. Now I'm all excited. I've got to go look on eBay and see if I can like, <laughs> finally buy this game. That's right. Oh, well, I'll just give it to you. I'm not going to sell it to you, Kelly. I'll just send it to you in the mail. Just mail it. <laughs> this will do. We'll have a, a decades later like reunion one day and everybody gets together and plays hotels. <laughs> there we yeah, go. Yeah, Jimmy will bring some of his tabletop games and we'll have hotels. No, and- Jimmy can bring some of his wine. Oh, yeah, that too. Leave those tabletop games. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, another thing that I saw on the list was elementary assistant. Did you go up and work at the elementary school? I did. I worked at Sandusky Elementary and the one right up at the top of the hill from Heritage. Um, Called Heritage. Yeah, like Heritage Elementary. I did both. And I think we did mostly reading with the kids, but I loved it. That was mm-hmm. like probably a bright spot in my day when we used to go up there there were a couple of us who would go up and read to the kids that sounds like fun there's so many cool things that other people did that i was just like i was in my little bubble of all my activities that i was doing and i i didn't i didn't do tons of other cool things that people bring up and i'm like that's cool i didn't even i don't remember remember people doing that that, but i didn't ever know like how you got into it or like Mm -hmm. if you had to like be in a class you know, in high school that enables you to do it. I just never knew the details, but I remember, I remember um, students, well, because Heritage was right up the hill, you would just walk up the hill and work yeah. for a period or something and walk back down. Um, the Sandusky one, they ended that, I think either somebody got into a small, because you had to drive to go to yeah. Sandusky. And I mm-hmm. remember they ended that one and we're only doing Heritage Elementary mm-hmm. later because I don't know if it was an accident or they would skip remember there was some reason they stopped but i'd completely forgotten about doing that Hmm. yeah i used to love it it was so much fun and the kids were so sweet and it was such a great break from the like stresses and the thinking about college and it was just an awesome break with the kids and they were all so sweet i'm sure they loved it too my my kids have had like teenage helpers or like Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's probably a similar program to that. And they just mm-hmm. love it when those guys show up. 
I remember having people come into maybe even middle school. We had high school students come and help with. It wasn't reading. It wasn't reading to us at that point, but maybe helping math or something. I don't know. I think that's a real memory. I I don't know. I I think I remember that. Somebody come into the class and help us with with something, but it wasn't reading to us. I did do, um, for a couple years in college, in the summer, I worked at a, um, it was like a summer, uh, it was called Camp Child, but it was like a a camp specifically for students with, um, who had, who were diagnosed with learning disabilities to help them keep from losing, Mm -hmm. losing progress over the summer. And I wasn't a... A quote-unquote teacher I was like an assistant in, in one of the classrooms and I did a lot of that like reading helping them with stuff and I remember it was just like it was so it was like fun I wasn't mm-hmm. responsible for like making a plan I wasn't responsible for you know keeping a schedule I was in the back reading helping you know helping students and 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 you know keeping them on track or just you know just just the the, the fun stuff like that and I remember that being I don't, I don't, I don't even remember how I got hooked up with it, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm sure the teachers loved it too. A little help, a little pressure for you guys and help the teachers out a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see. After high school, what did you do after that, Kelly? Um, I went to two years at CBCC. Um, Mm -hmm. I had applied to tech and got in, but my parents had had me apply for a scholarship to CBCC and I, Mm -hmm. I got one of them and it was a free ride. I didn't have to pay for anything. Oh, that's awesome. Except for yeah. my books. So my parents said, well, this is free. <laughs> this is where <laughs> yeah. you're absolutely you're going to this is what, what you're going to do. And I have to say, I really I enjoyed it. I'm really glad in hindsight that I stayed there and I lived at home um, because after the, after I finished there, I went to I went to Virginia Tech um, for junior and senior year um, and got a degree in communications. So mm-hmm. I had this grand plan that I was going to be a um, broadcast journalist and decided towards the end of my senior year that I really didn't want to do that. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I'm actually really glad that I did CBCC for those two years because um, when I was 25, a couple years after I graduated from school, my mom passed away. She had cancer. So I look back now and I'm so glad that I had that extra mm-hmm. time with her because if I'd been at school all those years, I would have come home and, you know, not like I didn't live with my parents again. So mm-hmm. I got kind of an extra two years with her that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. So it's interesting how decisions like that, you know, in, in the moment, it may not make sense. So you don't, you know, you're like, ah, well, I guess we'll do it. And then, yeah. you know, you appreciate it. And then you appreciate it for different reasons too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Just, yeah. I mean, not at just the time, a good choice educationally, upset. but you gave you that time yeah. at home with your mom. Yeah. 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 So in hindsight, it was, I'm really glad, but um, I, I remember at the time being really upset. I didn't yeah. get to go away like everyone else in the, the dorms and yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it was fun. I ended up, um, Jackie and I, she was at CBCC the following year and we spent a year like we would meet up in the mornings and one of us would drive to school and we'd have lunch together and it was fun. We had a good time. Uh, yeah. So CVCC for two years, then tech for two years. For two. Yep. Um, graduated in 2004 from tech or two, 2003. Uh, three. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, three. Yeah. Oh, yes. A long time ago, but yes. Oh, three. <laughs> um, then I worked. Yeah, let's not I do the math. Up. Yeah. No, no. 
Um, and I worked at um, Liberty University for a couple of years, and that's actually how I met my husband. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, he I didn't know had nothing that. To, yeah. I, um, so after I graduated, here I was with this degree in broadcast journalism and really didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I went to a couple of interviews at news stations in Roanoke and in Lynchburg, and I just I realized I really didn't want to do that. Um, just a lot of you starting out stuff was, was not fun. And I couldn't imagine myself interviewing, you know, a parent whose child was killed in a car accident or mm-hmm. it just, it wasn't for me. Um, so I ended up running Liberty university didn't have student ID cards and they were putting together student ID cards and they needed somebody to run it. So somehow at like 22 years old, I ended up running this department at LU and hmm. they partnered with my husband turned to future husband's company called Higher One and they produced ID cards. And he said we talked on the phone, but I, I don't remember talking to him on the phone. And they sent me to this conference in Texas that I told my boss I thought was a waste of the university's money, but she sent me to the conference anyway. And I met Sean and we were the youngest people there because everyone else was old at, you know, they were like 40. So, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. so old. Oh, hey, hey, so hey old. none of us are forty. None of <laughs> no, us are forty on this. On this, right on this okay. video. Okay. Nope, none of us are. But um, yeah, so uh, they were all older. So we ended up kind of hanging out, and we stayed in touch, and did long distance dating for a few years, and mm-hmm. then got engaged and married when I was twenty five. Yeah. So he was in D.C. and you were in Lynchburg? No, or, he lived okay. in New Haven, Connecticut. Uh-huh. Wow, like super long distance. It was, yes, it was lots of plane rides and finding, like, I would drive to D.C. because I could fly southwest to mm-hmm. Hartford for sometimes, like, there, there's free, like, want to get away fares for, like, $60. And I could drive to D.C. and I would park in, like, the cheapest lot and take the mm-hmm. show. It was a crazy time. I think about that now. Like, man, I would get off work and literally like fly up the road to spend the weekend in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was um, it was crazy. And then after we got married, we moved to London and we lived there for two years. Okay. Um, and then moved back to Key West, Florida, for a little while, and then mm-hmm. to DC. And we've been in DC for about ten years. Now you still go down to Key West cr- quite a bit, right? You you have a house we in did. Key West, or okay. we did. Um, we bought a house thinking this was after living in London. It's very dreary, and mm-hmm. we really desperately wanted sunshine. So Key West was like a lot fun, of sunshine, and we were like, oh, and it's not that far. We can get to Miami if we want to go somewhere. It'll be great, and then it really wasn't a great place to live full time. Oh, okay. So we eventually rented the house um, just for vacation rentals, and we lived mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. Um, okay. But we sold the house last summer. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. What it an was, interesting was variety of places to have lived. Yeah. Yeah, you've been all <laughs> over, Kelly. Yeah. It's been, if I had seen, like, told myself in high school the things that we've that I've done in my life now, and I never would have believed it. Um, after we left London, my husband and I backpacked around the world for five and a half months. 
which wow. was crazy. Um, I think we went to one, we went, we went to 28 countries over the five wow. and a half months. Um, I couldn't even name 28 countries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. We, some of the, like the most unique ones we went to, um, Bhutan, we mm-hmm. went to, um, we had to fly through Kathmandu. It's near Nepal. Okay. So we flew from London into, uh, Delhi in India. And then we had a connecting flight that called on Druk air. That was a mm-hmm. Bhutanese airline and we flew into Bhutan and they are Mahayana Buddhist. So they won't eat meat if they have to kill the meat. So everything there for the most part is vegetarian and they eat chilies and cheese. That's kind of like Velveeta flavored and it's extremely spicy. So I pretty much ate mushrooms and cheese and potatoes and cheese and <laughs> lots of cheese. We visited a lot of, um, they're kind of monasteries, but they call them zongs. That was fun. Um, that was probably the most unique place we went. Um, and then my favorite place was probably a tie between uh, Tokyo and the Atacama Desert in Chile. Atacama Desert. I guess when I when I heard you say you backpacked, I thought you meant like, um, not that you physically hiked, but that's that's those <laughs> those are some big distances between those places. You didn't you didn't like catch a no, ride on a train walk. somewhere from Tokyo to Chile. No, we actually bought, and you can do it on online, and sometimes it ends up being cheaper to fly to certain countries, but we bought an around-the-world ticket. So you could, as long as you were flying forward, you had as many stops as you wanted, but you couldn't what? go back. I so, didn't know that this existed. That's, we, I think we had, like, 30 flights. That straight-up sounds like a board oh game. Gosh. I think that's a made-up. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's the that's the the sequel to hotels. It's called Around the World Flight. Well, I think about it now. I mean, we did this without um, smartphones. I mean, we didn't. You know, it's not like we had like iPhone with Google Maps. So mm-hmm. I, I think about it now. And we rented a car and drove from um, Barcelona all the way along the coast of Spain over to Lisbon. Mm-hmm. And I mean. We had this crazy Garmin, like, navigation thing. We bought this chip that was supposed to give you roads in Europe. And at one point, we were trying to drive somewhere in Spain. And we're on this, like, one-lane road. And it's this sheer drop on one side. And then a tree was across the road. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Crazy adventures. Um, It's so crazy. I mean, we're so tied to our navigation systems now. I try to remember, it really wasn't that long ago that you used to get around without this. And I try to remember it. And it's like, it's really hard to think about like, how we figured out to get places. I remember my dad. So before we had navigation on our phones, there was MapQuest, right? Yes. And my dad would print out the map quest oh, yeah. and hand it to you so you could get from, from you know, like Roanoke to wherever you were going, somewhere in Virginia that you'd never been reverse. before. You had to have the reverse directions. Oh, 
Yes. And I used to forget to print the reverse and I got so lost in Washington, D.C. way back in the day because I didn't print the reverse because they're one way streets. You couldn't go back the same way. Oh, my oh God. I went That's so I went on a trip to D.C. and it was me and my mom. I have an aunt that lives an aunt that lives in D.C. Um, mm-hmm. And we were going to visit her and we had. I don't know if we had print directions or if we had a map. Like we may have just like printed off a map of, uh-huh. of the area she lived, um, you know, really close. She lived really close to the White House and, you know, a little bit, a little bit north east of the White House. So it was like we didn't have to we didn't have to walk very far to get to some of the cool things we wanted to see. Um, but there was something mm-hmm. we wanted to, that we were actually going to have to drive to. And so we were driving and we had this map and the, the streets are one way, like like Kelly said, and they're labeled on this map one way. Well, Washington, D.C. had done something and had reversed their streets. So, like, all of a sudden, this map, half of them were correct, half of them were wrong, and we didn't know. And we kept trying to turn left and couldn't turn left and then got hung somewhere else. And sometimes streets just end. And then there's always construction. And I was so frustrated. I was probably, like, I guess I was in college and, you know, knew how to drive but, like, wasn't – I don't know. It was frustrating to not know where I was and to be like mm-hmm. making sure I wasn't run into people or following traffic laws. And whew, I remember just like about to about to be done trying to drive and like just couldn't get anywhere because all of our directions that we had planned were wrong because the streets went in opposite direction now. Yeah, oh my gosh. that's crazy. That's a, I don't know. Yeah. I think the best thing ever was Uber. I, I was terrified to drive in D.C., even though we mm-hmm. lived there. 10 years, but there was never any place to park my car mm-hmm. once I got to where mm-hmm. I needed to go. Mm-hmm. And once Uber was a thing, it was amazing. I Uber, <laughs> I, I just used Uber everywhere or Lyft. Yeah. I remember my aunt, or she probably still does, but like knew exactly how the cabs worked. Like she knew because it was like a flat mm-hmm. rate from within this circle to this circle or from this circle to this circle inside the city. And she, I mean, she's lived there for probably 30 years or so. And maybe more and she like knows like where you are where you're going to go she knows exactly what that's going to cost and like she would get in a cab and the and the the cab driver would say oh it's going to be such and such and she's like no it's not and she would correct him and like and he was, <laughs> like it, i remember like she knew the cabs and this is way before there was uber she just knew that whole system because she didn't own a car that's the only way she got around was walking mm-hmm. or taking a cab yeah it's crazy to think about how we used to get around and how we do now you used to have, a, have to have a buddy with you in the car because you can't drive and look at the map at the same time. No, you got to have somebody in the passenger seat yelling at you where to go. Your navigator. And then, yeah. Crazy. I'll never forget riding places with my parents and they were using those road atlases. And I remember when I was really <laughs> young going with my aunt, we were visiting her in Texas and they were planning on driving from Texas back to Virginia. And they went into the AAA store place and they actually helped them map out on like in AAA which roads to take and how to get from Texas to Lynchburg, Virginia. We used to have to talk to a real person to figure out how Mm -hmm. to get from one place to another. We used to have to ask directions. (laughs) I remember we used to get like those, like you were talking about that Atlas book. We, it was like the, I remember thinking like it was awesome. Like we would go to Sam's or somewhere and get the new one, and we're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I would just look mm-hmm. through all the states and all the everything. It was like, it was like Christmas opening that brand new road atlas and checking everything out. Yeah, that was yeah. that was something. You know, I mean, I think I moved to Seattle with an atlas like that. Like 
that's how I got across the country, yeah. which seems insane to say now. That's why you ended up in Provo and Chicago. Maybe. <laughs> I was about to say, maybe not. Maybe my dad printed me out directions on MapQuest for the whole entire journey from the East Coast to the West Coast. I have. My father-in-law would also yeah. print out um, like those MapQuest directions and and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. And I remember we were going somewhere and he had them printed out. And he was like, it take, it's a left up here. I was like, well, I can see it. It's right down the street. He goes, well, it's a left up here. I'm like, I can see it. It's right there. I don't need to turn left. I can see it. And like... <laughs> I understand that the map quest the says say, go left, Jay, but like so I can to. see the parking lot. I can just go straight. It's right there. <laughs> oh, or then there are the times now where just Google Maps is just wrong. Oh, yeah. We mm-hmm. were, I think we were in Napa trying to drive to some winery, and it took us to this industrial area, and we're like, huh, this doesn't look like, I don't know, whatever winery we were looking for. Like, yeah, this this really doesn't look like it looking on Google Maps, and we never could find this winery where we had our appointment. But yeah, Google had no idea where that was. You never found it because your phone couldn't tell you. No. I mean, you know, we no. <laughs> we don't, we can't use our minds anymore to figure this out. Like, Luckily, they had a tent in the back of the car. They just Google. pitched a tent on the side of the road and lived there for a couple of years and then backpacked back. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really funny how we live life these Absolutely. days compared to when we our kids are just going to type it in and the car is going to drive itself yeah. there yeah call. <laughs> we were <laughs> i was driving with my kids today and i they had snacks in the back of the car <laughs> and i was like oh hand me the almonds i want to eat some almonds so kai hands me the almonds and she's like you can't eat when you drive unless you have a self-driving car mom like you're not allowed to eat while you drive <laughs> And I was, well, and of course, like her older sister had to tell her, no, she's fine. She can just eat with one hand. But I mean, you're right. Like our kids are just going to like get in the car and push a button. It's going to take them wherever yeah. they need to go and they can eat the whole they time. They can have almonds cause... whenever the heck they want them. <laughs> exactly. All the time almonds. Well, Kelly, one thing I remember is your birthday is the day after mine. Um Hey, yes. I didn't know that. I, I, you know, it was one of those weird, not weird memories. It's nothing weird about your birthday being after mine. It's just a, a, one of those memories that stuck in my head. Um, Brian Garrett's birthday was two days before mine and yours was one day after mine. I just, I just, uh, have wow. always remembered that. And so I was thinking yeah, the other day that, um, I was watching somebody on TV who, it was Jessica Alba, who was, uh, talking about turning 40 this year. And it made me think, mm. I wonder who else is turning 40 this year, because we will all be turning 40. Most of the people we've talked to, some people have already turned 40, but, you know, it's, it's either has just happened or is happening. Um, and I was blown away. I looked up and found like 40 celebrities or whatever who are turning 40 this year. And that's interesting. I never would have guessed Jessica Alba was like the same age yeah. as us. I would think she would be a decade younger. And I was, yeah, it was one of those like, really, she's that old? Like. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know what makes me think that one way or the other, but then mm-hmm. I looked up this list and some of these were like, no way are, are they okay. all 40. So I'm going to, I'm going to list off some of these, some of these good ones um, and see if you have the same reaction I did. So first off, Justin Timberlake, did you know that we're the same age as Justin Timberlake? I would have guessed that. I mean, maybe not the exact same age. I love that. 
that were the exact same age as Justin yep. Timberlake. Yeah. And Alicia Keys. I think that's pretty cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Paris Hilton. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that. I would. Britney Spears. Okay. Oh, I didn't know we were the same age as her either. The Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a lot older than Harry, right? Mm-hmm. How many yeah. years older than Harry? Like four. Oh, not that much older yeah. then. Okay. Somehow I thought it was way older than that. I mean, not. Yeah, yeah. like eight. Way or... older than him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Natalie Portman. Hmm. Okay. So I these are all ones that. that didn't didn't blow my mind, but yeah. the ones that I was kind of. But here's some Chris Evans, Captain America himself. We are the same age as Captain America. I think I knew that. I like that too. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. We're the same age as Bryce. Here's one that got me. Pitbull. No way. I would have thought he was at at least 10 years older than us. Yeah. Older? Yeah. Mm. I just He just has a vibe like he's, you know, been hanging out at parties in Miami for a lot longer than I've been able to do that kind of he thing. He has, Jay. Oh, okay. <laughs> He definitely has. <laughs> yeah, true, true that. Another one, Tom Hiddleston turns oh, 40 okay. this year. I would have guessed him younger, but that's, I can see it. Oh, really? You would have guessed him younger? I would have guessed him older. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Goes, Josh Gad. This goes back to that thing where I like, with celebrities, I have a really hard time yeah. of like figuring out if I'm really old or if I'm really young <laughs> Yeah, compared to other people. So Josh, Josh Gad, who Gad. voiced okay. Olaf, mm-hmm. for those who don't know who Josh Gad is, I don't in, know how in, you don't. But... In the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Julia Stiles. Okay. Hayden Christensen. So I don't, he's an actor and he played Anakin Skywalker in the prequel right. Star Wars movies. So when I told my daughter Whoa. that I was the same age as both Anakin Skywalker and Queen Amidala, she was about, she was pretty excited. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That one really got me. Wow. Which one? Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Now he was in the second two, not the very first one. The very first one was the kid, but the I next two not, movies. Yeah, no, I thought, I somehow thought he was way younger yeah. than that. Yeah. Amy Schumer. Oh, cool. Um, Danielle Fischel from Boy Meets World. Oh. Yeah, that was. Uzo, Uzo Aduba from, um, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch. I didn't Orange watch that. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Leslie Odom Jr. Oh, cool. Sweet. That was another thing. She was probably even more thrilled when she found out I was the same age as Amber. Yeah. Beyonce and <gasps> Jennifer Hudson. Nice. Wow. See, we got Serena- some good company. Yeah. Serena Williams. Cool. Like, it's a, that's a great list. Yeah. I am. 40 I'm is the be best. Turn, proud to be turning 40 this yeah. year with those crew. Yeah. And you guys as well. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's just a couple weeks. It's right around I know. The you have counting down the days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, counting down I'm, the days I'm, in my 30s. I am relishing in the fact that I have a few more months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to. That made me realize, like, for the next couple of weeks, I need to talk about how much I'm talk about a lot. I'm in my 30s. That's right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 30s. Still in my 30s. Live up your 30s. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm already there. I feel like I'm already 40. <laughs> I don't know what, what that feels like. 
I for a while there, I was like, no, I'm still in my 30s. I'm rocking it. But the last couple of months, I'm, it's close enough that. I do remember somewhere, maybe four years ago, maybe longer than that, something on, there was some message on Facebook about, you know, something, something and our 23 union coming up and this and that. And it was like still over two years away. I was like, whoa, 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 guys. I'm not rushing into that. You guys, you know, I don't know why you're so excited to be there. I'm not, I'm not dying to be, be that old yet. Oh, I was so bummed to miss the 20th reunion. That was, I really wanted to be there, but it was my son's birthday. So. Oh yeah. 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 It was a good time. It was kind of a small crowd, but it was fun. Yeah. But you get to be here with us for this. And yeah. that's really why, why we got this thing started. Cause there were so many people we weren't able to talk to and wanted to, and so many people that weren't able to, see all the other folk that um you know it's 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 a fun thing to to be able to still hear what what people have been up to yeah yeah so when you're on a boat are you watching any tv or are you reading a lot of books or well um so we're doing i'm homeschooling the kids so okay a lot of time is spent doing that (laughs) um yeah and then uh reading when we can i mean we have TVs on board, but we don't, the service is so terrible that Mm -hmm. it's not really worth trying. Um, And it's all in French. Well, no, (laughs) I bought all the, I bought an Amazon fire stick thinking like, this is going to be great. We can watch TV. The kids are going to go to sleep. And Mm -hmm. yeah, we go to bed at like nine. (laughs) Yeah. With the sun. So um, when I do have spare time, I've been trying to um, read and, but I haven't been able to find, like find anything really that great. I, I don't have a lot of time cause we're doing stuff with the kids, um, mm-hmm. for finishing up the school year this year so that they'll be going to in-person school in the fall. Yay! Yes. So, um, is that going to be back in St. John? We haven't decided whether we're going to move back to DC or stay in, stay in St. John. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a really, I don't know, it's been a really hard choice. Um, St. John is really isolated. Um, so it can be a little tough for, mm-hmm. for that. Um, but who wouldn't want to have like some of the most beautiful beaches ever in the backyard? So yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, it's a very tight knit community there. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Well, it is time for our dinner question. Okay. Each episode, I come up with a question, and we all we all get to answer the question. And so what I do is actually have a, a whole a group of cards, and there's different questions so that I don't actually pick the one. I'm going to let you pick it. You can pick uh, one through ten. Okay. Kelly? Seven. Seven. One. <laughs> oh, boy. That doesn't look good. <laughs> is it topical? Like sometimes it's like so ridiculously topical. Yes. Oh the question, what game have you spent the most time playing? <laughs> That's funny. So funny. How does it happen? What game so, have you spent the so most time So maybe hotels or maybe the next most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what game have you spent the most time playing? Or maybe the game you've enjoyed the most recently, you know. We can always edit them to, yeah, right. To fit a little better. Yeah, I bet you the game I've spent the most time playing is solitaire. 
Like with real cards or on the computer? I was thinking a combination. I've okay. done it both ways want... a lot. Ooh, look at multi-talented. I just, well, not like both at the same time, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sticking cards up to your screen. Or... Back in the day, I used to play it with real cards, but then you got it on the computer and that was fun too. Yeah. And I just taught my um, seven-year-old how to play it, not just taught Kaya how to play it not too long ago. She liked it. I have to sit there and help her a bunch, but yeah. yeah. But one of my favorite games to play with my kids and they never want to play it is called Mole Rats in Space. Whoa. Yeah. It's a good one. It's one of those, um, it's a kid's game and it's a cooperative play game. So it's like everybody works together and everybody wins or nobody wins. You know, it's not like one person wins. Right. They make all all kinds of those now. They didn't have those when we were younger. It's cutthroat back in the day. <laughs> yeah. So it's called Mole Rats in Space, and you have to get all the little mole rats into the spaceship. Um, and there's snakes that can bite you. Snakes on a plane? Oh no, on a ship. Outer space, yeah. I guess I'm trying to think. Like they have to get into the spaceship, but I guess you're just in your little spacesuits. In outer space. But, yeah, so you have to, like, move your pieces together. The cards say, like, one mole rat moves two spaces to the right. Or the card will say, like, every mole rat moves two spaces. Well, and you pick left or right. Anyway, you have to, like, plan together. And if everybody has to move, you have to make sure people, everybody can move in the same direction and not get bit by a snake and... Oh my gosh. Then like more snakes come out throughout the course of the game and you go up ladders and you can send the snakes to outer space to get rid of them. Wow. It sounds really complicated. It's not too complicated, but everybody works together and I think it's a lot of fun. And we played that game a full dozen times before we ever won it once. It's really hard. And then there's like these bonus cards that if you win it three times, you get to open the pack of bonus cards, which, spoiler alert, is more snakes. Ugh. <laughs> oh my God. Spoiler alert, don't open the snakes, y'all. <laughs> Leave the snakes in the package. So it makes it even more hard. You have oh to add God. those into the mix and then play it. But it's fun. I think it's a blast, even though we don't win all the time. And my kids hate it because we don't win every time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my kids would not enjoy that either. They my <laughs> my oldest is obsessed with winning. He has to win. <laughs> yeah. Play a game until he wins. No. Mm. No. <laughs> no, we play Is that an older game. child thing? I, I feel like my oldest is that way too. Yeah. Like she has yeah. to win. I think it is. If she doesn't win, she wants to play it again and change all the rules so that she can win. Yeah. Yeah, my oldest gets halfway through, realizes she's not gonna win and wants to quit. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't feel. I'm gonna go upstairs. I'm tired. I'm over this know. game. Like, yeah, yeah, sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. We play a lot of dominoes on board. And oh yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of um, Kids Against Maturity? It's very we similar have... to Cards Against Humanity, but it's a kid mm-hmm. version. Okay. We have one. It's called something different, but I think there's a few versions out there. Not parent approved. We have that one too. Oh no! What's it called? The one that we have. Kids create absurdity. Oh, I've seen that one too. Mm-hmm. They're all. I think they're, they're all the same thing. Yes. Yeah. 
That's fun. We got one of those games for Christmas and we broke it out and started playing it. And <laughs> Kaya, I've never seen her laugh so hard in her entire life. She laughed for like an hour straight when we played it the first time. And I think, I mean, I think the more you play this game, you get used to the cards and it doesn't tickle you as much. It's not as yeah. funny. Yeah. Which is why, like, uh, Cards Against Humanity came out. Like, there's always bonus packs where you add new cards into it or whatever. But Right. You got to get the expansions because it stops being funny. She just yeah. giggled for, like, an hour straight. And it was so <laughs> it was so entertaining. Like, of course, as a parent, I loved it. She was just so yeah. tickled. She thought it was so funny. That was the best thing when the kids started being able to, like, you know, either playing a game or something and, and joke. And then I would completely lose it, like not be able to breathe. I was laughing so hard at them. Yeah. And it's one of my, one of the favorite things is to, you know, whatever the situation is just to yeah. lose it because they're so funny. Yeah. The kids yeah, say the funniest things though. We went out to yeah. dinner the other night and let the kids like skateboard and stuff nearby um, where we could watch them. And they said, okay, mommy and daddy, now don't drink too much wine. <laughs> I just, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, you have to make sure we're okay and you have to make sure we're, I don't know. I don't know where he got it. We we were laughing all through dinner about this. <laughs> if we're all skateboarding home, we need to make sure some of us are not drunk. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so, the, the things that come out of the kids' mouths sometimes are so funny. And then with the board, like that card game we played, there was some, there was something that my eight-year-old just didn't get at all and i forget the card but then his brother leaned my oldest leaned over and whispered to him and he lost it he finally understood whatever the card was about so i get <laughs> it just, i don't know they're fun yeah we had a really good time as a family like spending so much time together yeah it's like yeah. camping plus yeah it's been fun well you guys said <laughs> solitaire and dominoes so it's like i'm playing this game with the golden girls um <laughs> i'm trying to think the fact th the game i've spent the most time playing is probably spades oh. um oh that's a good one which doesn't do much to pull us out of the golden girls <laughs> you know uh, hey we're all gonna be 40 we're all that's ancient. true we, we, all, we are all it. gonna be 40 soon so might as well own it um but I used to play spades. My my parents had another couple that they would invite over and they would play spades all the time. It was like, you know, whenever the Bryants came over, it was time to play spades. And, you know, I was the one that always wanted to be part of the adult, whatever they were doing. I wanted to be mm -hmm. in on it. And so I would watch and I kind of learned how to play and eventually kind of got to play. But, you know, you can't play spades with three. Well, you can play spades with three people, but it's different when you play with three people. And so somehow, you know, we had to get someone else in there that I could play with mom and dad. Um, and so I, I didn't, it's not like I played it a ton as a, as a kid, but I saw it being played and kind of learned it and then played it in college. And we had, there are four of us that, pl that played spades like pretty regularly in the music department. Mm -hmm. And we would play it really, we say cutthroat you're always trying to beat the other team, but like it was very in the game of spades, you try to get up to like 500 points or whatever your point, your, your cap you're getting to. And we played in a way so that you always got kicked back down, like 
quite often if you got too many extra or whatever. And we would play spades. We played games of spades that would go on for days and days. Mm -hmm. Like we would have to stop playing to go to class. And then we'd come back and like, let's play for another 15, 20 minutes. And we have to stop and like, you know, can we come over to your house tonight to play this game? No, we'll start tomorrow. And like, it literally would go on for that long before we, and, and, and we played it all the time. And we had like, I don't now I take it back. I'm not sure we had permanent partners, but it was permanently the four of us. Sometimes we would switch partners maybe mm. to just like mix it up. Um, but I remember like all the time, uh, especially later in, in college, because all these all these guys were a year or so younger than I was. Um, and so we didn't, I didn't play it early on, but once they got there and then, you know, it's something that, that Tracy likes to play. So we'll play with her parents or we'll play oh. with my parents. Um, oh. And it's one of those games she loves games and grew up with a family that played games. They probably have hotels in their basement. I'm going to go look next time. <laughs> um, and loves games. And I don't, I mean, they're okay, but I don't, I don't love them like she does. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I loved games while we were dating. And as once we got married, I was like, Nope, I don't love games anymore. Um, I don't think I ever really loved them, but I probably just was put up with them more than, mm-hmm. um, but I would say spades is the one that I spent the most time playing. Although we have gotten into, um, a game called Carcassonne, and we actually haven't played for oh. a while now. It's very similar to, oh, what's that other game that I don't like? <laughs> Dang on it! This is this makes for great podcasting. Um, <laughs> uh, Settlers of Catan. Oh, okay. It's it's in that in that vein of like a. I don't know anything about that game either. I don't either. Yeah, don't don't. <laughs> but it's. But like you a, like this uh, one. It's it's much better. It's it's okay. it is less. Let's say punitive. That's not the thing. It's not like you can. Hurt. Both mm-hmm. of them, you're trying to do something. But you're like building, uh, like trying to build your little villages or your kingdoms. I don't know. Guys, go look it up. I'm not going to explain it well. But it is. Um, it's a game that the whole family can play. It's one that sometimes our oldest doesn't play and ends up being you know Trip and and Tracy and I playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's pretty fun. It's it's one that can. It can take long enough to be worth it, but it's not hours and hours like a, a Monopoly or hotels. My husband played a lot of Yahtzee uh, when he was younger and with his grandmother. And um, so we've gotten a little into Yahtzee lately, which I think is really fun. I never played Yahtzee growing up. Or... I used That's to play a fun that game. Yeah. I played a lot with my mom. My grandmother taught me to play bridge back in the day. Really? Like, with her yeah and for years after high school with some friends um my parents had were lived up at Sith Mountain Lake and I had some friends up there and they played spades all the time I don't know how to play spades I don't think really? I've ever played it yeah. I'll teach addictive. you yeah mm. yeah that sounded like the theme of Jay's story yeah, yeah. addictive yeah well, maybe one of these days we can all get together and play Game of Spades. There we go. <laughs> That's the spirit. Uh, That'll be fun. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. This has been just a blast. Just so much fun to, to reconnect, to hear what you've been doing, and to help each other remember things that we had lo- thought we had long forgotten uh-huh. from, from days gone by. So thanks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was great to catch up with you guys.